The shadows of storm and night, the mysteries of life and light. From unearthly peculiarities, celestial and divine, to apparitions and transcendental signs, you're listening to To The Spirit Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Spirit. I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. Hi, Beck. Steph, if I said today's show is about breathless beauties, what would you think that means? I don't know. A model that can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Haunted dolls. Haunted dolls. (laughs) And since we're talking about haunted dolls today, we have a special guest. Our guest today is the creator of Breathless Beauties. I think the name is very fitting. She has been hunting down dolls for the last couple years and reimagining them into horror icons and whatever else comes into her mind. Her dolls are quite unique. She truly brings the soulless to life. And she's also an old friend of ours. Please welcome Michelle Apollonia. Hi, Michelle. Hi, guys. How are you today? Thanks for having me. We're doing well. Thank you. We're doing good. Thanks for coming on our show. Steph and I have looked at your creations, and I have to say, though I don't have a fear of dolls, it's still spiders, <laughs> your, do- <laughs> your dolls have me kind of teetering on the edge. <laughs> well, I'm going to say thank you because I consider that a compliment for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with where can people find your work? Um, actually, I have an Etsy page. So that is going to be Breathless Beauties US. I have an Instagram, and that's under Breathless Beauties. It's going to be three S's and then two S's. And then I have a Facebook page as well, because I'm just everywhere I can be at this point. We can link all that down in the description box for our listeners. You guys have to check these dolls out. They're amazing. Even if you just flip through the photos. Do you do custom orders? I do. Actually, I enjoy doing them very much. Just trying to get what someone wants and create it. It's a challenge sometimes, but it's also so much fun. And I love the reaction from the people. Like in the wall of my studio, I actually have a wall that I have kind of dedicated to customers with their beauties that I put up as I get the pictures back. What inspired you to create these dolls? Tell us the origin story. Well, I mean, dolls always kind of make people feel a little uneasy. And I'm I'm not sure why. I mean, some of my dolls as a kid were like so creepy. Who knew I'd be cuddling with it? Looking back, it's like, oh, what was that? And it's like cringe. But honestly, there was a Halloween party we were having a few years ago. And like each room on the first floor of their house, I decorate in a theme of some sort. And I wanted to take what is now my studio that was the guest room and turn it into a haunted nursery. So I just kind of casually went out and I was just looking for a couple of dolls I could kind of mangle, mutate, turn into something that was a little uneasy for people to look at beyond it being a doll itself. Some of them are really creepy without doing a thing. And some I haven't touched at all because it's like there's really not a reason to. But I do enjoy getting my hands dirty and making things ooze and you know scars and you name it. Like I have some that are not as scary but I don't ever want to say they're family friendly because I think some people might be a little unnerved with things like rats hanging out of a doll's mouth or 
an eyeball in a hand. So, right. I and dolls are already creepy to me. So just the added stuff is like, whoa, you know, like I do not like dolls. At oh, all. she's scared of the dolls. I'm sorry, Steph. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's it's weird. I liked them growing up and I liked action figures. I liked all that. But it was a, my last doll that I had. I was telling Becky it basically just tipped over on its own on my dresser. It was a homemade <laughs> doll during the Cabbage Patch years. You know, oh, so I had a ma- someone. Yeah, someone was making like their own version of Cabbage Patch Kids. And my dad paid a lot of money for it. And I didn't cuddle with it. I just wanted it. But I put it on my dresser and then I saw it tip over. And that was the last doll. Steph, did you that think was it a- was the doll that tipped itself or do you think a, a spirit pushed it over i'm i'm guessing a, i would say a spirit pushed it over okay <laughs> i don't think it was possessed it never moved after i don't okay. know what i did with it either like did i just throw I it in the garbage burned it <laughs> and i think that was before chucky ever came out i never saw a haunted doll movie to really freak me out mm. except maybe one of those twilight zone things but oh what talking is your tina. yeah yeah talking tina yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely Michelle, what is your clientele like? A lot of paranormal investigators, they like to use dolls for their investigations, but what kind of people are buying these things? I mean, there are so many of us that just have Halloween at heart 24 7, 365 days a year. And I find that they're my biggest pull. I have partnered with a couple of paranormal sites to do a giveaway with them for them. Like they'll advertise my shop and I give them a doll for them to do a giveaway with. So it's like, We all win with that promotion is the way I see it, because it is about getting out there, being recognized and just I want people to like see it and vibe and be like, oh, this is fabulous. Even if it's not their thing, it's a lot of spooky people. And there was this gentleman in in Texas. He is a, um, a scare character at a haunt there. He asked if I could recreate his character in doll form. And I was like, absolutely. Let me give this a whirl. He's still, this is last year, and he still actually pushes for people to come my way if they want their own doll of him. Because he just, he loves his little Hatchet the Clown doll, and I think that's fabulous. Do you make them from scratch, or are you finding one, you like search for one that's maybe old or new, and then you just kind of, you alter it in some way? Oh yeah, I um I find dolls that are already in a state, be it new or gently loved kind of thing and even a couple that have been a little rough around the edges and I use them as my canvas so all of the grunge and gore that goes into them a lot of times I will fabricate the clothes because I'm not a seamstress so that gets interesting like when I search for clothes or even dolls if I have something in mind it really is helpful about who I'm grabbing and bringing home with me. Have you ever had a doll give you an uneasy feeling? Not that I've brought back to my home. But you've gone up to it and gone, nah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there have been a couple during my hunting that, for no reason, I mean, they didn't look extra creepy or anything. It was just, okay, the energy with this is not good, and I can't bring that to my house because I just don't. I don't want to plague my house with stuff like that. Like, I'm down with, like, spirits doing, like, a flyby, passing through, saying hi, but I don't want anything attached. That to me is kind of strange. This is a doll that looks normal, like a normal doll, right? So, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's giving you a weird vibe. And I'm like, where is that coming from? You ever hear the rumor about, I don't even know if it was a rumor, but that the Cabbage Patch dolls were cursed by the person that basically produced those. No, I didn't hear that. No. 
Well, you know how everyone was in the craze to get them? Like you'd see huge mobs on the TV of Mm -hmm. people fighting over them. The guy that made them, I guess there was a couple that made them. And they kind of got like the shit deal because Mm -hmm. someone stole their idea and they were able to like patent it or whatever. And it was similar to what the original couple did, but he made it in a mass production. They weren't homemade. And supposedly, this is the, the story I heard that he... Made a pact with the devil, basically. He wanted to be rich. So the dolls are essentially cursed from that. But when you look at all the weird chaos that it caused, like the craze over those dolls. True. That is weird. That is. I will say I have not a single Cabbage Patch in my collection. (laughs) (laughs) I will not lie. I think they're a little odd shaped in the head anyway. I had one when I was little. They're weird. They are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had a haunted Furby when they were the craze. Oh, (laughs) I hated those things. It was awful. And it just, it kept chattering and chattering. And it was like, I put it on top of the refrigerator. I turned it around. I turned it off. I put a bag over it. It would still just make noise. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I don't even know if it was cute because it was such an unsettling little thing. It was like, oh, I've got to get rid of this. Who wants this? And unfortunately, it went to goodwill because someone may love it and might not find it creepy. You have a cat or a dog, they meow, they bark. It's electronic. I turn it off. I feel like it should stop talking, though. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I had a roller skating doll when I was yeah. a kid that really roller skated. It just had good balance, and you'd, you'd wind it up, and it would just move like real slow, but it would it would move across the floor. And I really I, I loved that doll. I used it all the time. And then when I got a little bit older, my friend brought over a BB rifle, and I shot it in the head. <laughs> Why was I waiting for a totally different story? <laughs> we were experimenting what happened, what would happen to our toys if we shot it with a BB gun. Okay, did it come back to life? Did it was it able to skate ever again? But it it fell really slow, which was because it had good balance. <laughs> oh. We taped a bag of. We wanted to look like blood, so we we didn't have red dye. We only had green, so we took a baggie, taped it to her head with like water and some green food coloring. <laughs> And we thought it would explode and it didn't. It just went right through the baggie, really smooth. And she went back real slow, like, cause she had good balance and then hit the ground. <laughs> and that was the end balance. of my, my dog. <laughs> okay. Oh so <laughs> have you ever had paranormal experiences in general working on these dolls? I know you say, well, if I get a bad vibe, I don't bring it home. But while you're working on them, have you ever had some just weird shit happen? I have some that I'm, drawn to for no reason in particular but nothing that goes along with it like i have this one he he's a native american and he's like his body and his legs are just gangly and i am just fascinated by this thing like in part i kind of wonder if someday he's just gonna do something or move something or i don't know like one of my friends and i we actually with a couple of the dolls that i have in my overflow spare space of them because I have an alcove upstairs that's just overflow dolls of things to come and we actually pulled a few out and we tried a little EVP work but that was unsuccessful on our end and it was unfortunate because the one is like a real old looking creeper doll like I just I don't want it here but we took them out to the garage because I'm like okay if I'm going to awaken something I can't do it in my house. Like, again, right, yeah. my husband will have my head. Like, I will become a breathless beauty if something happens like that. 
there was so much ambient noise and we thought it was really quiet, but just all the trees and the birds, like on the playback, everything was so amplified. I'm like, nope, we did this very badly. So huh. like so. a nature spirit, uh, a native nature spirit. Now you're really horror themed. You must be a horror fan. I am. My studio used to be this quaint little Beauty and the Beast guest room with these pale, pale purple walls. And then I used like a small table where I would do a few things and then I needed a bigger table. And then all of a sudden the day bed's up in one of the bedrooms upstairs and I don't have much wall space left at all. It's just Are they filled all... with dolls? Well, I've got dolls all over the place. I have artwork all over the place. I very recently just won a contest on Instagram from an artist named Andy Martinez, andymartinez.com is his site where he does these beautiful pieces and it, it was hey you're randomly picked and i'm gonna do an oil painting for you i'm like oh that's fabulous thank you and i thought it'd be something where he chose but he actually allowed me to pick and i'm like ooh. so i gave him like three different dolls that he could choose from and he actually picked one and it was just before my birthday i received the oil painting and it was a picture of one of the breathless beauties and it's just amazing to have her commemorated up there. So I love that. Yeah, that must feel so good. That's it, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I find that the horror community is very supportive of one another. It's strange because you kind of, when you think creepy horror-like people, you kind of just get this vibe like they're just going to be like jerks or metalheads or just like all about Weirdos. themselves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they're really not. Like they're they're so engaged and they just, they're so passionate about the genre itself. And I mean, the reception I get from these dolls is just crazy. Because I mean, I do a lot of horror icons that are recognizable. And just the feedback is so much fun. I actually, I'm working on the 13 Ghosts, if you've seen the movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Me too. It's like a great movie. And I think it's completely underrated. I think people forget about it. But I did uh, The Great Child and the dire mother and i posted that on instagram just tagging like 13 ghosts great child etc and the actor that actually played the great child commented and he was like i've never looked so good and i mean me wow. fangirling out i mean that was just so cool that he took like seconds out of his day to put that i was like that's really that's cool so yeah i mean i think we all just kind of come together we have a certain kind of vision of what is aesthetic to us and i mean i i love to have people in my studio i i want them to like come in and not know where to look because there's always something to look at and something new each time and some of it's because i'm always putting new things up and out but you should come over and you should take a look bring some holy water like whatever you, need to do, <laughs> you know Steph, i forgot to tell you Steph. she did invite us over to check cool. out the studio and and look around and do you have a favorite doll that you've worked on i have a couple that i absolutely love i have this it was an american girl doll and i've always liked zombie related things and i, I call her dr oozer and just the layers of things like stucco and latex and pastels and just paint over her and she looks so good it's like part of me is like why hasn't she sold but another part of me is like i'm so glad she's still here 
because she's just, she's fabulous to me. And another one of my favorites is actually, she's the image of the very first walker you saw in the very first episode of The Walking Dead, that little girl with like those bunny oh. slippers. She reminded me of her when I saw her and I'm like, she's got to be a zombie. And one of my friends with me, she's like, oh my gosh, yes, it's just like her. So she's actually, she's the one that I had painted. She's the one I that he went with for me. So that's kind of fabulous. I do play with my friend, Dr. Ghoul, who is in Half Moon Bay, California. And he's on Instagram as well, the Dr. Ghoul Show 1710. And he actually commissions me to do dolls for him to run contests for his followers. That's so, so cool. That's really cool. That is a lot of fun. Like he's like, you know, Michelle, can you do this? And it's like, I can try. And I'm always super excited because I mean, he, he really, he's, he's like 70 and he loves this stuff. He's got like this vintage kind of horror slash humor thing about him. And you know, he's got like the veins all over his face. And if you, if you just have a minute, you should really check him out because he is a lot of fun. And, you know, there is a contest coming up. I'm actually, doll I'm working on for this one is drying as we speak. Check him out. You could win her. She's not haunted. I can almost almost guarantee that, almost, but... Well, that's okay if she is, because a lot of our listeners are paranormal enthusiasts, and they like to bring dolls on their investigations, and just to even provoke or... Uh, get little children's spirits to play with them. So either way, that's a good sell on our show. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm sure you could rifle through my overflow room and find one or two that you might be able to have an experience with. Myself, I try not to look for it. Like, don't look for it either. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> when I was little, my house was haunted that I grew up in. Like there was just always unexplained things that would happen and for a while I thought I was crazy and now that I'm old if I'm crazy so be it I know the things that happened happened but again knowing that once upon a time I was sensitive to things like that I really don't want to invite it in I don't think you're crazy at all don't worry about it you're talking to the right people (laughs) on the right show and I love that and I thank you (laughs) now I was wondering, do you primarily try to find dolls here in the United States or do you find really cool stuff like in Japan or some other country that they might do something different than us? Because we kind of follow the American style of things. Do they have anything different that you find very fascinating? Um, Actually, all of my shopping has been done locally for the most part. And you'd be amazed what you can find at like thrift stores and Goodwill even on Marketplace on Facebook. I mean, I've got these three, well, they're geishas, but I consider them Japanese ghosts after I like remade their faces because I just, I repainted them because they're gorgeous anyway. You know, I mean, a lot of times I sever off limbs and heads and I don't know, I feel bad. Like I can't, I can't see spending so, so much to get something shipped if I could possibly find it in our backyard. Right. The one doll that I could not stand as a child that creeped me out probably more than all of them. And I had a friend that had a collection of like the dolls that had the ceramic hands and faces. They were usually clowns, but they had real clothes. And she just have them in different positions, like on her shelves. <laughs> and I 
could not stand them. Was it because they were clowns? Or I think it's the clown and the fact that they're a doll at the same time. They looked a little bit kind of like uh, lifelike in a way, like their bodies and everything seemed like a smaller version of a human. Like it looked all like, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. feel like I have to bring stuff to your house and just to see what happens to her. Yeah. I mean, you know, come prepared. I've got some cats. So, you know, that's fun too. <laughs> It's a couple of them like I'll bring, to help I'll bring me. my Benadryl. <laughs> Thank you. I always warn people if they have allergies, I'll, you know, shut the door behind them. But Kitty's fur is everywhere. But I would, <laughs> I would definitely love to have you both over. It's not a giant space because it is just right out of the house. But, I mean, there really is something for everybody. I think. I think so. I saw your Manson doll just drew me right to him. I was like, that is amazing. He looks just like Manson. And she was just like a my life girl to begin with. Like I have before and after pictures of this doll. And I love Clay. Clay is like one of my best friends in the studio because you can really transform or just create depth of a doll that you're looking at that just is your regular porcelain or vinyl doll. Like I've done three or four of the nun dolls, sister of Valak. And every time I post, like I still have one in my studio that I haven't posted in my Etsy shop because every time I post her, she's gone like instantly. And because it's just my own two hands doing this, even though it's like, this is not my first one, but it is the same character. They never look alike. So that's kind of interesting. Like, you get two of the same exact dolls and they will not be exactly the same. How many are you producing a year? I don't know offhand. I mean, there are some weeks I'll start three or four different ones during a week. And depending on what's entailed with their creation, like if it's like thick, thick clay, it's going to take longer to dry before I can even go into it with paint to detail it. But then there are other ones. It's, it's a really simple paint job and that only takes me a while. So I mean, I'm going to say on average, just to keep it light, I'll say I do two to three a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I do. Yeah. I mean, I have about 70, I think at home right now. I think seven. I think I have like 70 that are done. It could be more. I built a quote unquote Annabelle and I created this case that she's in. The movie version Annabelle or the original, like the Raggedy Ann or Raggedy, which Raggedy she was Ann. a Raggedy Ann. I did Raggedy a, Ann or Andy Ann. I did a Raggedy Ann. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and she's got like this, she came, she because I found her at Goodwill and she actually had this little gold cross pin that just wouldn't stay the right way. So I let it hang, on, hang out on her upside down. And <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You do you because, you know, I'm putting you in here. So... You know, don't be mad at me. Are you talking to your dolls while you're making them? <laughs> um, you know, sometimes I thank them. Sometimes I apologize because I do feel bad. You're putting life into them. You're giving them their... Yes. She's, I... she, that's what she does. She puts the soul into the soulless. <laughs> I know, but sometimes I have to take a limb and I feel so bad. It's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm severing your arm off. It's for a good cause. So... It's terrible. I mean, I feel like right now, because we're going into the Halloween season, and I know it's June, but for those those of us who like Halloween, 
we start looking for Halloween stuff getting put out places. It starts now. You start to notice it in the drugstores like right away, like three months before Halloween stuff's already out. And you're like, this candy is going to go stale. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How can this last all the way till Halloween? (laughs) It doesn't. And they bank on that. Yeah, you're grabbing people candy eat it probably eat it. anyways. Exactly. <laughs> I want to come there and I want to do an EVP session while you're hacking limbs off these dolls and see if we get anything. Oh, that'd and be great. Isn't there any cool uh, galleries or anything you can get these dolls into to be seen? There's a local artist. His name is Brian Butler. And a few years ago, and I just had a couple at the time, like maybe a dozen, he was having an art show. And he asked me if I wanted to partake and like have a spot there. I'm like, seriously, I'm like, how cool is that? So I did have some at his show actually on two different occasions. And I just spoke with this wonderful, just beautiful human. Her name is Penny and she's a tattoo artist at King's Head Tattoo. And she said that I could put some dolls in there to have customers of hers potentially buy because a friend of mine brought business cards and a portfolio type book of mine down to show her to ask her if I could potentially just leave some cards there and she was jazzed about it like instantly so I'm always looking for somewhere that might let me put the cards or display a doll or two just because I'd like to get them seen I mean as much as I do love to be surrounded by them sooner (laughs) or later I do want each of them to find their forever home I mean, it's like a kitten or a puppy for me. You know, like just find a home. Somebody's going to love you. And there are people that are into dolls. I mean, like Steph said, there's the lady that had all the clowns. Everyone has their thing. Personally, I don't know if I could sleep in a room surrounded by dolls. Not that I have the big fear, but I think I might feel like I'm being watched. You definitely can <laughs> but... get that. But I normally have a cat <laughs> watching me, so it's actually somebody's really watching me. Right, right. <laughs> like I don't I don't put it on the dolls. It's like I know it's a cat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start this? Oh, it was just Yeah, it was just a couple of years ago. Um a couple of years ago, okay. It was like three wow. years ago I did my first couple for a Halloween party. And then from there, it kind of took off on its own. I left my full-time job. I was a manager at a Michael's. And I just had some stuff going on that was like, you know, physical issues. And I had like a child that was having issues. My plate was pretty full and something had to give. So I was like, you know what? Corporate America can wait. Like, this is my family. This is my home. This is my like, you know, tendonitis that I can't move my arm with. Like, I have to relax. I've got to kind of reset everything. And my husband has been so supportive in this endeavor. Like, I cannot tell you how wonderful Peter is because I have a feeling most partners would be like, you're crazy. And right. He, and he <laughs> knows I'm crazy, but he's also my biggest cheerleader. Will you drive me to like Guam because I want to pick up a doll? Are you serious? Well, do you want me to go there all by myself? I'm a girl. (laughs) Grumble, grumble, grumble. And, you know, he'll take me to somewhere I wouldn't normally drive because, you know, I don't necessarily like to drive further than I have to. But sometimes you just have to go get that one, you know? Is making the dolls the first time you were doing something artistic artistic, or did you have it before, put it on hold and then it came out with the dolls? Well, I mean, believe it or not, I was always at the craft store. And finally, it was like, I'm always here. I'm always shopping. I should just work here. 
because then I could just get all my supplies while I'm there and it wouldn't be an extra trip. I'm much more of a crafter for holidays or for gifts, but I've always had like a crafty kind of creative vibe to me. So again, this just kind of took on a life of its own, which I really appreciate what it's turned into. Being a small business is very hard. Being a small business with this being like a niche type of product. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic and like people were cautious with their money because where is it coming from? So I feel like this past year, it's been a little slow, but that's okay. Take five years for a business to fail or succeed. So I'm two years in. So I figure three more years, I mean, it's going to make me or break me. And if not, I'm going to have a lot of dolls around me forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I commend you firstly for pursuing a passion that you have and a creativeness that obviously is a blessing that has been given to you. We like to support small businesses on our program. We like to support local artists. We like to support people that sell online as well, because it's hard it's hard to do it locally. So that reach is, is nice. So hopefully our audience around the world will come in and, and take a look at, I mean, just take a look at these dolls, guys. You have to at least go through these pictures. They're amazing, especially if you're into dolls or if you're a paranormal team and you're looking for a really cool doll as a trigger object. I highly recommend Michelle. As soon as I saw it, it was like one of those things where I said, Steph, what what should today's show be about? And she says, haunted dolls. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We haven't covered that yet. And then weirdly, I come across a post you had done on Facebook and I'm thinking, there it is. (laughs) I have to have Michelle on the program. I have to have her explain what she does. I just commend you for your work on that. And I I want to give you shameless plugs. (laughs) And I thank you for that. I appreciate that so much. And while you're plugging it, let me tell you, Shipping is free in the U.S. And if you're local, I will just deliver it to you because that's how I do. Like, I don't want, I don't want anybody to spend any extra money if they don't have to. Like, I appreciate their business. I want to build relationships with people. I want somebody to be like, oh, I love this doll or my so-and-so loves this. Can you create that? And then they'll come back for something else. Like, as I mentioned earlier, that clown out in Texas his like three or four year old niece was in love with his doll. He had to leave with it. She cried. Aww. It was about four or five weeks after he got his clown and he messaged me again. He's like, this is going to sound weird. He's like, but can you make another? And I'm like, oh my God, did he break it? Did it drop? Like, oh, what happened to it? And he's like, my niece wants my doll. He's like, I can't give it to her, but I'd love to give her one. So it's like I actually made a second hatchet doll for him, for his little niece, which I think is so much fun. So. It's so cool. And it's probably less expensive than getting a, a custom-made bobblehead, as far as I'm concerned. So a local artist putting their work into this. And, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, everyone is unique. I mean, like you said, even the ones that you make that are designed off an original, you know, you make a, another one, you said, but they're... But they're slightly different. Right. Not every single one's handmade. the same. It's not like some machine pumping them out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Your talent into it. So, so yeah, every single one is unique and you'll never get anything like that anywhere else in the world. It's, it's amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> so again, Michelle, tell everyone where they can find you. Etsy is going to be www.etsy.com slash shop slash breathless beauties us. 
Then if you're on Instagram, www.instagram.com slash breathless with three S's, beauties with two S's. And Facebook, I'm just breathless beauties over there. So if they type in breathless beauties on any of those platforms, pretty much it should just come up. It should. I mean, you've got to like wiggle a little bit. Like again, okay, Instagram is completely my fault because I did create one prior to my Instagram that's there that spelled breathless beauties, but I didn't remember. I could not find my login information. So I kind of had to redo it. So that's when I added extra S's. In my Etsy shop, I actually run sales from time to time, be it 15% off or 20% off. And like I said, I don't charge for shipping in the U.S. And if you're local and you want something, I can usually get it to you the next day. So if you're in Syracuse or close, look me up, hit me up, and we'll talk. If they just reach out to you and explain what they want, what they're looking for, you'll work on that for them as well. Absolutely. I mean, it might not be exactly what they envision because art is subjective and everyone has a different medium they work in. So if they want an exact replica of something, I'm not a machine. I can't do it in the masses like that. It's not going to be that kind of precision. I will have my detail in there to make it my own in a close proximity of what they're looking for, though. From what I've seen, you do a damn good job. Yeah, they're excellent. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, I think that every doll deserves a home and every person deserves a doll. And your dolls you find on the shelf at your superstores and your box stores aren't very personalized where these are good for everybody. And I do. I try to take these breathless beauties and I try to bring the solace to life. So I do hope that they just find matches in their future. Thank you so much for being a guest today on the show. And I can't wait to get over there with stuff and I take know, a you look. You better have some Perkins coffee ready for us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I can go to Cortland, but. <laughs> they still have one in Cortland? Uh, probably. <laughs> there's still one in Cortland and there's still a friendlies over there too. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you don't mind, I know that you said you wanted to drop links in to reach me, but even. My friend, Dr. Ghoul, because you can find my dolls given away with him from time to time. I'd love to add that in there, too. Of course. (laughs) I'd like to get him some recognition. And again, people could potentially get their hands on a free doll if they enter his contest. So why not? And he's great with horror and humor combined, like I said. So, Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. fun stuff her dolls may not have been haunted but they look haunted they do look haunted (laughs) let's talk about actual dolls that are haunted and i'm gonna start it off with the haunted doll that terrifies the australian town wow have you heard of this no 
This just came in on June 2nd of this year. So residents of a small town in Australia say that their community is plagued by an unsettling presence in the form of a haunted doll that brings bad luck to those who get too close to it. The eerie object sits on a swing located in a mangrove swamp in a tiny town of Lucinda. Among the mere 406 people living in the community, tales about the creepy doll and its unnerving powers have spread by way of whispers from residents seemingly afraid of upsetting the odd object. Parliamentarian Nick D'Amato, who represents Lucinda and several other nearby towns, indicates that everyone seems to know about the doll, but nobody really wants to talk about it. Be that as it may, local legend states that anyone who comes too close to the object winds up suffering some sort of bad luck. The most frequent victims of the doll, DeMetto said, are people who are boating or fishing in the nearby waters, and it is claimed that even saying hello to the object can unleash its ire. This might be pure circumstance, or just a modern wives' tale, DeMetto mused, but it's something definitely I'm not willing to toy with. Although No the... pun intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although the origins of the doll appear to be shrouded in mystery, one of the business owners in Lucinda claims that the little girl and her swing were created by a local couple as something of an art installation with the goal of adding some color to the community. Should that be the case, their mission has proven to be a strange success as the town has now become infamous for being the home of a haunted doll that curses anyone who dares to go near it. That lacks a lot of, like, background information. Well, they did talk about the couple that created it just for an art installation, but... how It's like, how does it become haunted? You know, I don't understand Sometimes how Sometimes they it... take on lives of their own, obviously. <laughs> or somebody did some sort of ritual that we are not aware of. So let's talk about some of these dolls. Let's talk about Peggy, the doll who gives you chest pain. <laughs> Peggy? <laughs> Uh, Did she have a peg leg? (laughs) (laughs) Jane Harris is a leading paranormal investigator in England who deals almost exclusively with dolls that are haunted. And one day Jane received a package and a letter in the mail. The package contained a blonde-haired doll. In the note, a woman said the doll's name was Peggy and that she was haunted. Jane began a case study on the doll and posted many photos and disturbing videos of Peggy online. Soon she began to receive letters and emails from people who saw the photos and the videos and claimed that Peggy caused them to experience nausea and intense migraines. One unfortunate woman even suffered from a heart attack after looking at the photo of Peggy. Now I have this photo. I might have to show you. Uh, No, thanks. Mediums have reported that the spirit of someone who had died in the Holocaust dwells within the doll. Here you go, Steph. Got to see her. She looks very... uh... All right, let me make the sign of the cross. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. She looks like my roller skating doll. She doesn't look like... Anything? Ter- are you feeling chest pain? Stop no. It. Are you okay? No, wait. <laughs> that looks like a very ordinary doll. It looks like a store-bought doll. It looks just like my roller skating doll. I killed mine off anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'd kill Peggy off as well. <laughs> the Janesville doll. During the 1970s, a man lived by himself in Janesville, Minnesota. There was a small square window in the attic that faced the street. You know, nothing comes good from those small square attic windows. In 1976, the man took a porcelain doll and placed it in the window. Why are you doing that, man? You're just trying (laughs) to get people going. Well, children noticed the doll in the attic window and became very weary of it, claiming its expression would change. Over time, the entire town of Janesville believed the doll to be haunted. Some theorized that the man once had a daughter who he murdered. Afterward, 
He deeply regretted his decision and placed the doll in the window as a memorial to her. Folks believed her spirit had transferred itself into the doll. Nobody is quite sure why the doll was placed by the window on that fateful day, which further lends to creepy stories and legends. The truth behind the doll and its paranormal abilities may never be known. Mandy the Crying Doll. In 1991, the Quesnel and District Museum received an anonymous donation in the form of an antiquated baby doll. The donor informed them that she could no longer endure hearing the doll cry in the middle of the night. Puzzled, the museum curators included the doll in one of their exhibits against the local psychic's advice. Soon, visitors began to claim they heard disembodied footsteps in the room where Mandy was kept. Anytime someone attempted to photograph the doll, their cameras would malfunction. Even creepier is the fact that when Mandy has been placed in the same cases as other dolls, the other dolls become damaged and on the floor of the display case. Mandy, Mandy's not messing around, man. No. She's like <laughs> she's brawling. Jealous. Yeah. She's like, get out of here. This is my area. <laughs> and Mandy's got, <laughs> she's got a New York accent. The haunted Barbie. Please don't have a. A Becky and a Steffi doll. Not yet. Well, let's just not hope for that. It may be hard to believe, but one of the most haunted dolls in the world is, in fact, a Barbie. During World War I, British-occupied Singapore was once home to a family of German spies. Once discovered, the British chased the family out, and the teenage daughter fell from a cliff. The local townspeople built a shrine for the little girl near the cliffside. Fast forward to 2007, when an Australian man began having dreams of a dead German girl who guided the man to the local toy store. Once there, she pointed to a Barbie doll in the display window. The man had this dream three nights in a row and was convinced it was the German girl from Singapore. He went to a toy store and he bought the very doll the girl had pointed to and took it to the girl's shrine. Now hundreds of people believe the soul of the German girl now lives in the Barbie. Do you ever have any Barbies growing up? I hated them. I didn't really like them, but there was a few. There was three that I had always wanted, and I did get them. And they're expensive. With the Malibu? I had Malibu because yeah. she had dark skin. She mm -hmm. was, to me, like, really beautiful for some reason. <laughs> All Barbies look the same, basically. Yeah, they They're did. just different. Some of them are different shades. And I had a uh, roller skating Barbie, which isn't like my roller skating doll, which was big. Right. She didn't skate, but she came with roller skates and really cool outfit. And I love playing with that. And I had Solid Gold Dancer Barbie. I loved that show as a kid. And I wanted that doll because she had gold, <laughs> a gold outfit yeah. that was sparkly. I never had the bad vibes from Barbies. I never. I just wasn't into them. Didn't I didn't like really them. like them, yeah. like them, but because I knew I had a neighbor. She had everything Barbie. She had the mansion. She had the car, you know, everything. Yeah. And it was fun to play with when we were younger, go over her house and play with the Barbie mansion. But yeah, I didn't really like them too much i used to have a he-man doll that I used to marry the barbie, to barbie. Yeah, yeah i think i used to do that or have the other dolls beat up the barbie doll the, <laughs> the real barbie dolls you could bend their knees if you remember yeah it was like a kind of cool they rubber cracked. feel yeah. but then the the fake barbie dolls are the generic ones the dollar kind of, store type yeah they're ones. kind of plastic you couldn't bend their legs you no you'd them. squish their faces in and that would be permanent that's it <laughs> that's it they'd never pop back out <laughs> The Italian doll. During the 1920s, a girl in Italy received a doll. The doll was primarily made of felt, but had a head covered in real human hair. Ugh. The girl became inseparable from the doll immediately. She named her Pupa. Pupa? P-U-P-A? Pupa. Pupa. <laughs> and prized her above all other possessions. 
As the girl spent more time with Poopa. Is that it? It's a Poopa or Poopa? How's it spelled again? P-U-P-A. It's Italian. That's Poopa. That's Poopa. As the girl spent more time with Poopa, she began (laughs) to insist that the doll was alive and would often speak to her. The girl grew up to be a woman and kept that doll until her death in 2005. Her family kept Poopa and placed her in a glass case as a tribute to the woman. The family said that Poopa does not like to be confined and can be heard knocking on the glass at night. Occasionally, she likes to sneak out and roam around the house as well. (laughs) Okay, so if you're a spirit, do you want to be like, yeah, let's go into a doll, live the life out in the doll? What if it's not a human spirit? Maybe it's uh, a bad spirit that's just using it to control control the person, which sounds like if you're obsessed with something like that, it sounds like you're under control a little bit. That's true. Or maybe they got trapped there somehow. That's a little weird. Jolie, the cursed doll. Many years ago, a woman discovered she and her husband were going to have a baby. Delighted by her good fortune, she shared the news with her best friend. That friend had been trying to have a baby for a long time and was intensely jealous. The friend acquired a doll with a terrible curse and gave it to the pregnant woman as a gift. That bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nine months later... The woman gave birth to a healthy baby boy who mysteriously died three days later. After the death of her son, the woman began to hear her baby's cries emanating from the doll. A few years later, the woman had a baby girl who grew up and acquired the doll. Her son also died three days after being born. Whoa. For four generations, the women in the family all had sons who died on their third day of life and each could hear the sounds of their crying babies coming from the doll. That's scary. The Dolls of Satan. During the 1800s, many affluent families lived in New Orleans, NOLA. One of those families had a daughter who was ready for marriage. The young woman had a secret affair with a boy in town, but was arranged to wed a wealthy Scotsman. When her lover found out, he sought the help of a voodoo queen, Marie Laveau. The girl was married and soon became pregnant. But she did not give birth to an ordinary baby. Instead, she gave birth to a grotesque, deformed monstrosity everybody believed to be the spawn of the devil. The good people of New Orleans began to believe that the baby would wander the city at night and attack anyone in the streets. The baby is just like running around with little (laughs) baby legs? Some began to believe that by carving a likeness of the baby into a gourd and leaving it on the porch would protect them from Satan's child. To this day, the Devil's Gourd dolls are still made. Many believe that they are still cursed objects, courtesy of Marie Laveau. Wow. Well, we have to talk a little bit about the real Annabelle doll. Okay. Now, many horror fans know about Annabelle from The Conjuring and the movie that was made about her a few years later. But the story of the real Annabelle doll is quite different. In 1970, a young woman named Donna received a Raggedy Ann doll from her mother, so she looked nothing like the doll you see in the movie. She kept the doll around her apartment. Soon, Donna and her roommate Angie began to notice that the doll would often change position or be in a different room altogether. The girls decided to call a psychic who told them a girl named Annabelle once died in their apartment complex. Saddened by the story, the girls invited Annabelle's spirit to fully transfer itself into the doll. The doll then began to emit a blood-like substance from its hands. It even attempted to strangle one of their friends. Today, Annabelle lives at Ed and Lorraine Warren's Occult Museum. Yeah, I've heard that she's pretty much locked up. A priest has to go over to that museum and occasionally do like a blessing, a blessing to keep everything at bay because everything is haunted in that museum. Right. 
I've had a big curiosity about that place, and I thought, oh, I could handle it. And then just recently in my mind, I'm like, nope, I would never go No, back. I don't think I'd want to expose myself to that. The doll in the abandoned house. There was an abandoned house on the street that Carrie and his friends all believed to be haunted. After Carrie grew up and moved away, he decided to visit his hometown and the abandoned house. Hidden underneath the floorboards, he discovered a historic marionette doll. Those things are creepy, man. Intrigued, Carrie put the doll in his car and began to drive home. During the drive, he heard the doll cry, Let me out! <laughs> Wait, this is an Italian doll? Yeah, and decided to call it Letta. Oh. After, Carrie bought... <laughs> After Carrie brought Letta home, people would scream and grow extremely uncomfortable in the presence of the doll. They started making appearances on television shows, and one cameraman insisted that the doll turned his head to look at him. Carrie still has Letta and has gone on several Australian television shows with what is now considered one of the most evil dolls in existence. Wow. wonder what makes him evil, though. I mean, he's like, let me out. I'm not anyone. It's a pizza. I'm a Mario. Oh, man. And Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll is considered one of the most haunted dolls in the world. In 1904, a boy named Robert Eugene Otto received a doll from the family's maid. Robert, who went by the name Eugene, decided to call the doll Robert. Not long after he got the doll, Eugene told his parents that the doll destroyed his other toys and would knock furniture over during the night. When Eugene became an adult, he moved out of the house and left Robert behind. The house was converted into a bed and breakfast, and the owners said that they heard Robert moving around at night, and he would often laugh to himself. Today, Robert the doll lives at the Fort East Martello Museum. Rumor has it that the staff routinely receives letters of apology written to Robert, by those who acted rude around him when they visited the museum. I have a story about this. You didn't see that doll, did you? No, a friend of ours did. She was down in Florida, and she went into the museum, and they explicitly said not to take pictures of this doll. It would piss him off. And <laughs> she did it. She, she Doesn't was, bad things happen to people? When yeah, so she, she takes a picture of him. Then she goes out on this beautiful bike ride. And she hits something and goes flying over the handlebars. She, she just has a slew of bad things happen to her. So she writes her apology letter to Robert the doll and everything ceased. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there was more to the story and I would love to have her explain that. But Did I you know that the movie Chucky was based off of Robert the doll? I did not. Yes, it is. That makes sense. Have you ever heard of a movie called Finders Keepers? No, I've heard of Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. This came out in 2014. It's a creepy little doll found by a sweet little girl sounds like a common storyline, but in this horror thriller, possession and obsession seems to fuse, leading to a tragic events for a divorced mother and her daughter. After moving into a new house, everything seems to be adjusting well for the single mother, and her vulnerable daughter finds an unsightly doll under the flooring planks. I think that's the number one place like if i found a doll hidden in the floor or the attic yeah i'm like goodbye yep see you're ya. gonna be burned in yep. the fireplace <laughs> or shot with a bb gun right yeah, soon tragic events are uncovered about the gruesome murder history of the house so this is you know the storyline of the movie but the movie's called finders keepers and it's got a creepy doll oh yeah that is a looking. creepy doll like Definitely. no one would make this doll except maybe our friend from the show might make it like right but yeah they're weird and then there's heidi a movie called heidi and that movie is like found footage horror films, you know? It's like uh, paranormal activity. It's or, kinda... yeah, like Blair Witch Project kind of. So it's in that genre okay. of, it's called found footage, yeah. Yeah. 
Like Paranormal Activity, this movie keeps viewers on high alert with unexplained ghostly occurrences. Okay. But basically, they said it's kind of a low on the IMBD ranking. IMDB? Or, did I read that wrong? I think you I said am... IMBD, but it's Oh, yeah, IMDB. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's I read okay. It. I must have a little bit of dyslexia because I saw well, that when I looked at it. <laughs> that I have Beagle snoring next to you and farting up a storm in here, and we have trucks and motorcycles and UFOs going by, so I understand. The Puppet Master. Don't you remember that movie? I do. I loved that movie. I, I liked great. Puppet Master. It was I pretty. It was, it was cool. a little scary, yeah. Even though I know I could kick the shit out of those little dolls. But anyone who hasn't seen that, it's like a whole bunch of toys, basically, and dolls. Yeah. That have little knives and they stab you and Yeah, stuff. they start <laughs> going on a killing spree. The Boy. This is creepy. Never heard of this one I either. did see that one, yes. If I recall, The Boy has Maggie from The Walking Dead in it. Hmm as the actress and she's taking care of this little doll movies about dolls possessed by little children who perished in horrific ways end up being some of the more popular horror films the lingering presence of a vengeful child returning from the afterlife and inhabiting a toy and the desire to cause harm to the living is still a story plot that sends chills down viewers spines what makes the boy particularly disturbing is the fact that the parents believe the doll is their son. That's creepy. So when she goes in to take care of this doll, they actually make her act as if this doll is human and alive. That's what's really weird. And she has the schedule she has. She's like a nanny to the doll. Hmm. It, it was okay. What else we got? Number five is Dead Silence 2007. Marionette style. I know you don't like those. There used to be... A marionette doll I wanted as a kid. I'd see it like in Sears catalog. Yeah, but he looks like one of those. He looks um, sinister. The, not a marionette. Those are the, with the strings. He looks like the one that sits on your lap, the ventriloquist doll. Oh, a ventriloquist. Yeah. I'm sorry, not marionette. I meant ventriloquist. Okay. <laughs> those are scary too, though. Yes. And the writer who made this movie did Saw and Insidious. I thought Insidious. He kind of looks like the Saw doll, he doesn't does, he? does, yeah. Yeah. Which I never saw. I never saw Saw. Really? Well, that's a good thing because those are grotesque. I don't like, it's like a torture Slash. If you like slasher like blood that. stuff, I just, I get nauseated from it. I like a little more cerebral stuff myself, but. Most of his films include some form of haunting or creepy animated doll. In the Saw franchise, Billy is the puppet that is used by John Kramer to give his trapped victims their gruesome instructions. Now, I've seen this movie. It's called, it's number four, Love Object. It was in 2003. So this is an adult doll. You know how there's that creepy, like, men will order. Yeah. I think even like, women do this, too. Real they dolls. order a man yeah. doll to have sex with, and they're big, and then men order the women doll to have right. sex with, and it's basically just a big sex toy. Right. But Desmond Harrington plays Kenneth Winslow, a socially insecure and awkward man who buys a pricey, life-size, customizable sex doll to keep him company. He becomes somewhat obsessed with the doll, treating it like a real-life girlfriend. It's a sad story up until Kenneth finds a love interest and starts a relationship with an attractive new co-worker. Love doll Nikki can't accept Kenneth's betrayal, and soon her <laughs> jealousy spirals out of control. It's actually done pretty good. Do you think that there's... Have you seen this movie? Yes, I did. Oh. And she's jealous and she's talking to him and she still remains like inanimate, but weird things happen and... I feel like there's a twist to it, like it might be his own mind that's doing it, this. Yeah, it's like... Uh, did I just ruin the movie? I'm, I don't think so, <laughs> <Okay>. but... <laughs> But it's like there's something weird about him, too. And obviously, if you, if you buy something like that, if I knew anybody that had one of those, I'd immediately not be friends with that person. Right. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer. Judgy, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer 
used to do weird stuff like that. So I figure it might be a sign you might be a sociopath with murder okay. <laughs> tendencies, okay. some see. sexual uh, obsessions, that type of thing. I see your point. And then there's another one. This is 1988 called Pin. Never heard of this. This is a creepy looking wow. doll. Yeah. This is a 1988 portrayal of a man who becomes obsessed with his father's medical doll. What makes Penn unique is the psychological stress and creepy development of the relationship between the doll and the character. Leon. It's difficult for the audience to determine if Penn is the mastermind behind the insanity or if Leon is simply not mentally sound. Director of Penn, Sander Stern, also wrote the 1979 film The Amityville Horror. The movie Penn features an array of famous actors such as Terry O'Quinn, the stepfather, and David Hewlett Splice Cube in the Stargate franchise. So I don't know who those people are. David Splice Cube? No, it's um <laughs> David Hewlett. And oh, then he was okay. he's associated with Splice okay. in the movie Cube. Oh, and okay. Stargate Splice. I in the Stargate franchise. Gotcha, gotcha. And we know about Child's Play. Like I said, that's based off of Robert the Doll. And I think most people know Child's Play. Dead of Night from 1945. And this is the creepiest looking one. I'm like, I have to see this movie. 1940 for black and white? Yes. Oh, yeah. He's kind of, mm-hmm. Yep. He's another one of those ventriloquist dolls. Yeah. He doesn't look like he has the lines, you know, like the, yeah. where the mouth moves. It's like he has a frozen face into a weird smile. So Dead of Night is a thriller mystery and horror movie that has inspired many other films about the possibility of possessed ventriloquist dolls. Movies influenced by Dead of Night include Magic, 1978, which I never heard of that one, starring young Anthony Hopkins, and Dead Silence, 2007. Strangers gathered together in an old country cottage. Craig, an architect, seems to have had violent premonitions about the guests at the cottage, and to put his mind at ease, the group decide to tell stories. One tells the story of a ventriloquist who truly believes his doll is real. A murder takes place at the cottage and things start to get out of control. A movie with an unexpected ending. Dead of Night is a must-see and rightfully ranked um, with a 7.7 on IMDb. Did you know that Elmo is the creepiest doll, they're saying? Really? I don't know who they are, but according to Wonderlist.com, Elmo dolls have always been very popular and children have always loved them. However, the Bowman family was having a tough time finding an Elmo doll for their two-year-old son. This might be along the same line as the Cabbage Patch Kids here that you were talking about earlier. And when they did, they were very happy. This doll is programmed to recite the name of its owners and also some fun additions. When the two-year-old kid was playing with the doll, her mother was at the distance. And suddenly she heard it say, kill James. She immediately went there and checked the doll and it all looked normal. After a few days, the same thing happened and her mother thought, she's just hearing things. However... One day, the Almo doll all of a sudden started singing Kill James, and this is when the family got terrified. They called Fisher Price, and when the problem was not solved, the Bowman family got a refund. Then we've got Caroline. Caroline is a porcelain doll that's also believed to be haunted, but not evil. You can find this doll in an antique shop in Massachusetts, and it's said to be haunted by not one, but three ghosts, each fighting over their rights to control it. People say, if you hold this doll really close, it will whisper in your ear. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. That's creepy. All dolls are creepy. I really do think they're all creepy. Though no one is aware of the name of this doll, it was found on the side of the road in Singapore with a blindfold on its eyes. It's haunted. 
It's said that this doll starts moving all by itself, moves its head from side to side, and even has been heard speaking in a woman's voice. People say the owner of the doll blindfolded it so that it could not ever find them again. And it's also said that if anyone removes that blindfold, the doll will follow them. That's creepy. Do you ever hear of the doll? There's like an island with a whole bunch of dolls yeah, on it. Yeah, the island of the dolls, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> You've got Amanda, the scariest haunted doll. I bet you there is one with our names. We just haven't come across it. And then you notice they all say the scariest, the most haunted, the most dangerous, the most evil. I don't know how they could all be that way, but let's go with it. Okay. Where exactly Amanda originated from is not known, but her legend began when she was sold many years ago on eBay. Since then, she's been sold over 10 times and does not stay in the same place for too long. Her owner says that she scratches on her glass case trying to free herself. eBay has whole sections for haunted dolls. They do. They do. Some owners say that she brings bad luck. And people have also seen her move from one place to another on her own. Mercy is said to be possessed by the spirit of a seven-year-old child girl. Well, she would be a child if she's seven years old. Many owners have seen this doll stand straight up and then can be found at other places from where they were placed. Some have said that the television or radio station would suddenly change when the doll was around. Okiku, the haunted Japanese doll. According to a modern Japanese folklore in 1918, real modern, a teenager named Ikichi Suzuki purchased a large doll from Hokkaido for his younger sister, Okiku, who gave the doll her name. When Okiku died, her family came to believe that Okiku's spirit was inhabiting the doll and the hair on the doll was growing. The doll resides in the temple in Hokkaido, where it's claimed that a priest regularly trims Okiko's still-growing hair. Wow. The doll that aged. When dolls age, they tend to look quite creepy. Hair falls out, color fades, cracks appear, and at times the eyes go missing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a natural process that comes with time and neglect, but this doll is different. A couple who had children one birthday, or Christmas, bought their young daughter a doll. Although the doll had been well played with, it still was in rather good condition when it was placed in the attic and forgotten about. Eleven years later, the family was having a clean-out of the attic when they stumbled across this rather odd-looking doll. The doll was wrinkled and aged like a person does, though much more rapidly. Therefore, it had led many to believe it might be a haunted living doll. That's weird. There is a Peruvian Annabelle. The Nunez family, who live in El Caleo, Peru, claim to have suffered seven years of misery at the hands of a possessed, angelic-looking doll. Since it was given to them as a gift, they usually see strange lights, hear weird noises in the house, and the doll apparently moves around the house on its own. And the most strange thing is the bizarre scratches which often appear on their children. The blue-eyed doll has been dubbed the Peruvian Annabelle by netizens. Wow. The Cookie Monster doll. I had a Cookie Monster. I love Cookie. I had a Bert and Ernie. I I love Sesame Street. (laughs) In the 1980s, many reports of children having nightmares brought on by sleeping with a Cookie Monster doll. What got people worried about this was not because the children were having nightmares, but that all the nightmares were the same. They would wake up in their bed in the dark and see a man in the shadows staring at them. What the heck? Now, this is saying over the years, this has happened less and less. However, children with the Elmo dolls are now experiencing these nightmares. 
the hell's going on? I don't That's know. Terrible. Well, I don't there's know. I know there's a doll. I don't remember what it which one it was, but they supposedly there's some sort of thing that's monitoring the kids through it. Did you hear about that? Yeah. It's like a... It's not, a spy doll, right? It's kind of like a security yeah, it, doll, a home security type doll? No, 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 no. Wait, it's a real toy, and in the toy, there's like components. So like, I don't know. It's not that it has a computer in there, but it has the ability to... The company didn't disclose that they could listen in onto the kids' conversation. There's okay. a big like thing about it that I saw recently. I wish I could remember what the name of the doll, but it's creepy. Like it's so creepy because basically your kid, whatever the kid says to the doll, they can extrapolate. Get that, and yeah, as eat. data, almost like our phones can. Pick Why up would on. anyone buy that? Well, they weren't disclosing it to anybody until oh, there should be lawsuits up the ass for that. Yeah, but it's creepy. Charlie the haunted doll. Charlie was first discovered in the attic of an old Victorian home in upstate New York in 1968. Charlie was locked away inside a trunk with newspapers dating back to the 1930s and a yellowed piece of paper that had the Lord's Prayer written on it. The family placed the figurine on display with their other dolls and toys. Soon, however, Charlie seemed to move on its own, swapping places with the other toys. Not long after, the family's youngest daughter claimed that Charlie spoke to her in the middle of the night. Charlie bit my finger. (laughs) (laughs) The parents dismissed the claim, chalking it up to their daughter's overactive imagination. But the little girl and her siblings were terrified of Charlie. They refused to go near it. When mysterious scratches appeared on the little girl's body, the family decided to lock Charlie back up in the attic trunk. Charlie now resides at a local artisan, a Beverly, Massachusetts oddity shop just minutes away from Salem. Swing by and say hello. Hmm. Ruby, the haunted doll. Like a few of the dolls on this list, Ruby could never stay in one place at a time. Its owners often found the doll in different rooms of the house. What's more, picking up Ruby induced feelings of sadness and nausea. According to its former owners, Ruby was passed down from generation to generation. The doll's spookiest origin traced back many years ago to a young family relative who was said to have passed away while clutching the figurine. After jumping between different family members, Ruby has now found her forever home at the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult, where visitors often feel an overwhelming feeling of sorrow from the doll. Christiana, the peaceful haunted doll, was bought on eBay over four years ago, and she still has few haunted tricks up her sleeves. If you look closely at her eyes, you can see that something paranormal is going on. Christina loves having her pictures taken, but when she has had enough, then watch out. (laughs) Mams, can you stop snoring, please? The series of photos of her will start to change as you see the ghost inside her manifest itself. At times, she just sits peacefully in her chair, and other times, she will be found out of her little chair and onto the floor. She also changes positions, or she is slumped to one side of the chair as if asleep. If you brush the knots out of her hair, it gets tangled the very next day. Seems that Christina likes watching television. (laughs) That's creepy. She's just moving around so rapidly that her hair is getting tangled. That's crazy. It is crazy. Katza, the cursed Russian doll. Now, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Could be Katja. I'm not good with my Russian. She's a cursed doll. The name was given by Tsar Mistress in Russia in 1730. That's old. A mistress was pregnant and wished for a baby boy. Here we go again. The opposite happened, and the baby girl was burnt alive. It was said (laughs) that the baby girl had some defects. When this happened, the baby's mom made a doll from the baby's ashes and mixed the same with ceramic and porcelain. After that, 
all generations have guarded the doll because they believe it's cursed. Some people say that when you stare at it for 20 seconds, it blinks at you. In fact, this is a sign of something bad happening. The doll was up for sale on eBay, but soon the company closed the thread because some weird incidents were reported. That's sad. Amelia, the haunted Italian doll. Seems like there's a lot of haunted Italian dolls. Italians are really good at like making figures and little things like that. I've seen some shows like there's they have a lot of talent in that country for making yeah. dolls, <laughs> statues, all that. This over 100-year-old haunted doll came originally from one of the royal guards to King Umberto. Umberto was the king of Italy from January 9th, 1878 until his death on July 29th, 1900. He was deeply loathed in left-wing circles, especially among anarchists, because of his hardline conservatism and support of, of the Donald Trump, <laughs> of Donald Trump, <laughs> of the Baba Bacaris massacre in Milan. He was killed by anarchist Gaetano Breschi one year after the incident. He was the only king of Italy to be assassinated. This doll named Amelia was said to be given to. Uvado Bellina, one of his most trusted and respected friends and personal captain of the Royal Guard, who was also assassinated. Then Amelia was sent as a gift to Elvado's daughter Marie from Humbert. The doll survived World War I and World War II, only losing both of her arms and scalp in the Second War <laughs> due to a bomb on a train in Udine, Italy. Because she was a prized gift to Marie Bellina from the king, no matter what condition she was in, the doll was rescued from the rubble. And from that day on, she was haunted by the soul of the woman who died trying to rescue herself and the doll from Marie as they fled the explosion. Amelia, the haunted doll, is said to open and close her eyes, and her sound box is still heard at times in the darkness of the night crying for its mama. Though her original voice box no longer works, Marie loved this doll so much she even named her daughter Amelia. Wow. The story behind that's really cool. Survived two wars. The voodoo zombie doll that attacked its owner several times. I don't like that already. Yeah. One must listen to the directions of the salesman when buying something, especially when buying a haunted doll. A woman in Texas learned this the hard way. She bought a haunted voodoo doll on eBay and not taking the warning seriously, took it out of its coffin. She was attacked by the doll and severely injured. She hurriedly put it back in its place, but to no avail. Her attempts to sell the doll or burn it were a failure. She would find it sitting in the living room at night, making weird noises. Several attacks later, she called for a priest who blessed the doll and locked it up in her basement. I would be like, take this with you, please. Don't leave it in my basement. The Smoking Demon Doll. In 2014, residents in Jurong West reported sightings of a demonic doll at the void deck of a block of HDB flats. Does any of that make sense where that is? Only one grainy picture ever provided proof of these sightings, and it's already giving major evil spirit vibes. It's hard to pick up anything other than its horns, tufts of jet black hair, squarish jaw, and strange sitting position. People who saw it claimed it was holding a cigarette in its hand. <laughs> residents haven't seen it again since that one incident. Maybe it left its spot after a good smoking session. That could explain the vague smile on its face. You spoke about the Dal Island, but just so everyone knows, that is south of Mexico City. And it's a small island that was never meant to be a tourist destination, but through tragedy has become one. 
Legend has it that a girl was found drowned under mysterious circumstances on that island, and to quell her spirit, thousands of dolls found their way to the island. There are severed limbs, decapitated heads, and blank eyes that just stare at you. The rumor has it that she inhabits the dolls, so it's not odd to see them opening their eyes or moving. It's like the island of misfit toys, but it's the island of dolls. I will never buy a doll. I know I was just given a doll recently by Jason, but it doesn't have the evil vibe. No. But it is in my closet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine's right over on the shelf over there. I don't have... You have Dirty Hippie Nikki. Yeah. And I've got a Gothic Gale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had any uh, strange... I did have a Raggedy Ann and Andy when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, I had that too. And they kind of did have a little bit of a creep vibe to them, to be honest. I, re I remember... Sitting on the floor playing with them or holding them and watching like Ripley's Believe It or Not. Maybe that added to the weird vibe of it, you know, because that was a weird show back in the 80s. But other than that, never had any weird experiences or anything. I just don't like them in general in the sense like I'm not really attracted to dolls. I'm not into collecting things. And I have to say that I used to love going to antique stores. Mm -hmm. But because I've become like I went through that whole like a period of my life where I had like spiritual sensitivity I'm afraid to bring stuff in my, into my house. Unwanted I don't blame stuff. you. Yeah. It could be creepy just bringing a chair in at times that you find on the road. You know, you don't know who's attached to that or what's up. Yeah, you don't really know. Even the new stuff we were talking about, the dolls that, like the Cabbage Patch dolls that supposedly had, you know, a curse on it because the guy had sold his soul to make a lot of money. It's a modern item. It's not old. You know, a lot of people think maybe because it's antique, it's got something attached to it. But I think anything can have an attachment to it, even something very uh, benign, you would consider benign. Well, friends, thanks for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at tothespiritpod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And remember, if you suddenly start to feel a random pain, don't be alarmed. It's just me testing out your new voodoo doll. Bye. Bye. To the spirit... Podcast. Supernatural Science. I'm ghost. 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 Psychic. Spirit. Divine source. Heaven. The dead. It's magic.